You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Seven oh seven in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson. David had to move his uh, interview, so hopefully he'll be at eight thirty after Hans von Spakowski talking election integrity from Heritage Foundation. So hopefully we'll get to see David at eight thirty seven. If you missed the first hour, we talked about uh, nineteen eighty eight, and uh, I'm going to sneeze, Matt. I think. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. I thought it was going to happen, but. Um, yes, Betsy, since 88, we have built the mini time museum so that we, we got that going for us, but we, we, we have, we have overall, when you look at the last, since that everything, everything that we've done economic development wise, or pretty much everything has turned out to be a dud. And if, if you look at, um, you know, where we're at now or we're, we're, we're probably at some of the duddiest we've been in quite a while. Is where we're at. And the name brand of Tucson is not good. Tucson is not a good name brand, right? I mean, I, I, I'm, we're starting to have that discussion up on the northwest side of town that Oro Valley and Marana need to do nothing with Visit Tucson. And part of that is, I mean, Oro Valley is giving 400000 to Visit Tucson. My, my, my advice right now is to start your own thing and get away because... The, the the brand of Tucson's so broken right now. If you're if you're building beautiful communities of Oral Valley, Marana, Sarita, Vale, why would you want to have anything to do with a name that is synonymous with fentanyl drug criminals and broken infrastructure and just a mess of a city that's falling into a hole? I mean, so anyway, we're playing nineteen eighty eight music. It's the year that IBM really uh reduced their uh presence in tucson and it really uh after that things just got worse and worse and worse and worse slowly boiling that frog slow boiling low so a couple of you have sent me these stories about these bills up at the legislature one is about splitting large school districts and this is by jonestown and then we have um uh, whale Zach, uh, W A I L Zach, as in whining and wailing and yelling, uh, about, um, doing, um, forcing a, either a resolution or can we, uh, put a resolution to put it to the ballot of ward only voting or challenging the charter city or getting rid of charter cities. I've got what it was, but so remember with all of these, they still have to, they're none of, if it has to be signed by Katie, it's not getting signed. Then the question is, what is their relationship with leadership in the Republican Party? Because in the end, the entire state budget, we haven't had to do this in a while, the entire state budget of Arizona and things that get passed that aren't the real basics are all going to be done in the last harrowing closing moments of a legislative session. So most of the stuff that's going on right now is nothing but noise and good. It's, it's good that they're putting their, you know, what they believe uh, in there that, 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 that comes some of the coherent stuff that comes out con- concurrently with the incoherent stuff 
is the, the some of the coherent stuff is making it uh you know they're 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 trying to legislate some things but if you think TJ Shope and leadership when they're going uh mano a mano with Katie is going to be jumping on grenades for Jonestown and Walesack I think you're think you're fooling yourself so it's nice you see all these bills not just from the uh the nuts but other things out there it doesn't mean anything until i don't know they might get serious around memorial day but until memorial day it's all a yoke and that's you know that's not an egg thing it's a joke joke um i do put eggs in my meatballs on National Meatball Day. I just want to tell everyone that. Um, concurrent resolution doesn't need governor. This is from Billy. It's referred to the ballot in 2024. So you're gonna have a you could have a statewide ballot for such things. I don't. I, I can't see that either being successful either because most people won't even understand what it's at. And then most of those any of those people at the cities that are gonna be. Uh, challenged by that, they're going to go full bore to muddy those waters. So it's a nice. Is this the war, is this the citywide word only thing? This is the one with kind of challenging the charter. Like I think getting rid of the charter city thing. Sure, and one of the intents, right, is to get word only primary and general. I'm glad you brought that up, Matt Neely. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful segue. Today, uh, March 9th, at City Hall at 11 to 11.30, there is a group of humans. It's called yesfortucson.org. And it's uh, basically, it is time to do ward-only voting in the city of Tucson. The act would create a system where council members would be elected in their wards in August and November elections, giving full say on who represents a community to the total community. So. whole thing about this, and I know they've tried to force this from the state level with laws that say, oh, uh, you know, city's over a certain size, you know, wink, wink. Right. The whole problem with this, right, is the whole thing, the whole hybrid election system for ward only primary citywide general yeah it's a vestige of racism it that's is. what it is and you have all these people pointing to everything else that's a vestige of racism and said this needs to be this needs to be done away with they cling to that one the one that they can change the one that elected leaders in this town can change right and embrace and say yes we want to we want to get away from this and uh, that's the so they they whine about all the things maybe they can't influence but they can you know gin up uh, uh, outrage, but the one thing that they can change, right? They they don't they won't they won't bother. So what Matthew's saying, and they just and it's funny with the two op eds that got passed in the paper, one about ward only, right? And then there was one a couple of days before that. I think Billy number two put it right. Is Kurt on vacation for the last week or so that these 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 op eds are getting <laughs> in the through, paper, huh? <laughs> right? Oh, the other one was uh, Bob Lee about uh, don't blame talk radio, blame liberal Democrats. The it's come back to me now. This um, ward only for primaries and citywide for generals 
was originally put in place by white guys who didn't want Mexican-Americans representing wards. That's what they wanted. That's why, that's the only reason you would do something. This is a vestige of Jim Crow level kind of stuff. That is sure the way I see it. And so you're right. So Rahina, all of these folks are going to, they see racism in everything. Except, ironically, except for people she endorses, right, for for governor, the person she endorsed for governor. Now you're, so, but when the ugly head of racism, when racism, it raises his ugly head, but it is an obstacle to your access to controlling $1.9 billion budget honeypot. Or it's an obstacle for your buddy, who's a Democrat, to become the governor of Arizona. Democrats don't see racism. And that's where you're at. So I just want to tell you, they they have um, the committee uh, for this Yes for Tucson, the Tucson Election Equality Act. The other thing that's very interesting that they're doing in this, Matt, it's going to change the name in the charter. They refer to council people as council men. Very, you know, very antiquated, right? So uh, according to the charter, Rahina Romero is a council. I'm uh, sorry. Lane Santa Cruz is a councilman. It's a reflection of the time it was written. Right. Sure. So they're going to change. This will change the name of council men to council members, which is a, a smart little thing to do. Sure. So um, the press conference, it has co-chairs Luis Gonzalez. And um, so, of course, Luis is a former Democrat Arizona state senator, Native American, Hispanic of Yaqui descent, and lifelong resident of Tucson, Arizona, Air Force veteran. The other co-chair is Ted Downing. Ted Downing, of course, is a two-term Arizona state legislator. He was a Democrat those days. He's turned into an independent. He has spearheaded election integrity uh, drafting and passing in the law the nation's first risk-limiting audit of elections. And, of course, he is... uh, Let's see what else. And then, of course, our friend Drew Heaton from the Libertarian Party is one of the co-chairs. And then another co-chair is friend of the show, Fernando Gonzalez. And then treasurer is Roman Campuzano. So we have a Democrat, an Independent, a Libertarian, and a Republican are the four co-chairs of a ward-only uh, award-only effort, which is cool. So anyway, I need you all. Guys, I need you guys. If you can make it, give them some support. They'll be at City Hall at 11 a.m. this morning. So. Let's go to visit some of our great sponsors. Remember, we are having an amazing uh, live remote breakfast on April 4th, Arizona Gives Day at Gap Ministries. Go to wakeup.gapmin.com. Wakeup.gapmin.com to get your tickets. 20 bucks, and Chef John is going to make you the one of the greatest buffet breakfasts you ever had. And, of course, we get to do a live show, and you get to hang out with the Wakeys. So you're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. All right. Welcome back. Wake Up Tucson, celebrating and maligning 1988, the year that IBM uh, 
took a uh, blew out about twenty eight to twenty eight hundred to three thousand jobs all in one move and started moving a lot of people out of Tucson. And we really believe that's the start of the the real downhill of Tucson, Arizona. And we've never recovered. We've never recovered, sad to say. So we're playing those songs to remind you what... Maybe you remember those songs in your head as you were uh, living your life in those days. Uh, Mike wanted to tell me that... Uh, I heard the discussion about Snyder Road... And he said, I, I, you can rest assured that Mel and Enid Zuckerman, the Canyon Ranch owners, were very involved with getting that idea killed. I grew up in that area and remember it well. District 1, Worst Road. Cal Baker was part of the problem. And that he's talking about when they stole the money out of uh, District 1, Ray Carroll, uh, to move it over to a thing with Vail School District for a problem that the county let go on forever. And then right at the, they, they did the little move to move that money and then they had Cal and the people from Val show up at like at a, I don't know it was like 11 o'clock everyone to complain about it was they let everyone wait it out and then all the Val people showed up and said oh yeah, this was very important and they either wittingly or unwittingly screwed uh, District 1 so we got that going for us as we like to say uh, good to see that. I guess some people are f- uh, at least complaining about the TEP rate rate hike uh, at various meetings. I, I remember a few weeks ago, we kind of gave you that these things were coming up. At least KOLD covered it. And remember, the, so remember, T, uh, TEP is going after you tw- twice this year. They're going after you with the city of Tucson special election. That is going to raise your what you're paying for your electrical stuff, and they want a 12% rate hike uh, approved by the um, Corporation Commission. So hopefully, with the two new guys and Jim O'Connor, they would they would hopefully shoot this down, or at least reduce the pain. I don't know where Marquez Peterson would be on this, but not that I really want to know. Uh, let's get Call Sign Metro on before we go to break. Call sign. Do, 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 do you, now, at least Brushfire Sean has a, na- a birth name. Do you have a real? Do you have a real name? Uh, yeah, but it's like this has become my thing now. Ah. So all right. It's call like my stick. All right. Call sign Metro. How can I help you this morning? Hey, so I had a question for you. Speaking of the '80s, starting the nosedive for Tucson. If we zoom out and and look at the country. And uh, now keep in mind, I strenuously MAGA in 2016, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, The more that people vote, uh, the more that I've been noticing that that things like just seem to get worse. Like now we don't even can't define what a woman is and things, you know, whatever. All these controversies and, and everything like that. And I just wanted to know how many more laws do we need to make? Or how many more times do we need to vote to stop that downward trajectory from the 80s? So the downward, so if we're, if we're going to zoom out, let's zoom all the way out, right? So okay. denigration of faith, family, and schools that started in the early 70s, to me, is really the number one answer to your question. Okay. Right? Uh, it's the idea that we started, we basically had a population that just was getting weaker on their faith. We knew what was going on in education, right? So everyone, we, we right. have we have the indoctrination side of education, but in the end we have 
just a very uneducated population overall, right? It's got that we've gotten we've gotten dumber and dumber, right? And then the churches, yep. right? What the churches did, a lot of them is they just had their own little bubble. They wanted to keep the uh, the contributions coming in, right? And they got less and less uh, involved in calling out what's going on in the world for their parishioners, right? Right. So my bo- my boy Fulton Sheen from the 50s and 60s would tell you, if the Catholic Church is not despised by the, quote, general world, uh, we're not doing our job. Yeah. And yeah. and what happened was, the ch- I mean, look at, look at the church's metro. Can I call you metro? Um, look, 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 yeah, go for it. I said, look at the churches during lockdowns. Right, they folded yep. like a bunch of cheap suitcases. All these attorney generals there came out and said that the 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 the, the, the uh, f- this crazy thing called the First Amendment uh, prevents anyone from shutting down your churches, and they shut them down anyway. Well, that's what we thought. That's what we thought, and then we saw what actually transpired. I mean, uh, uh, to to quote Trump, I mean, it got so bad he likes taking people's guns first and then due process. That's like more or less a direct quote. And it seems like the Republicans are falling apart. The Democrats have been falling apart. All this infighting and everything like that. And I was just, you know, I couldn't, I was having a great conversation with someone the other day and, you know, Hey Metro, we're going to run out of time and hey, we're going to run out of time in seven seconds. Just hold on to the, after the break. Okay. I want to finish this conversation. Ah, do my Brett Michaels sway right now. Everyone light your lighters. Nice scarf. Whenever I hear this, it reminds me of the Chappelle show where you're talking about how different music affects different types of people. And at the end, him and John Mayer are doing this for a couple of cops and it's in the middle of the street. I don't know why. It's too good. Uh, we're going to get the call sign Metro in just a second. Um, we were interrupted by the bottom of the hour news. I was mentioning this um, Bishop Sheen, uh, one of my favorite guys uh, ever. And um, he says, if I were not Catholic, I would be looking for the true church in the world today. I would look for the one church which did not get along with the world. In other words, I would look for the church which the world hated. And what he's saying is, of course, is that the church that's just going along with society and not holding to its own guns is not is not serving the purpose of what it was there for. And and that's what I when I when I when I saw all these churches get down on their knees the last two or three years, and I had a friend of mine who's a Catholic priest in Arizona who kept on saying mass, even though his bishop told him not to, because he thought it was just ridiculous. So he was doing the social distancing and he was saying he was giving out communion in the parking lot, right? But he was scared because the diocese audits his, goes over his bills and he literally said, I'm worried the diocese is going to see that my electric bills up because it was in the summer and um, they might figure out I'm saying mass. So the guy was worried about his own bishop that he was going to say, that he's going to get in trouble. And I said, "Well, now you're you're living the fantasy camp. Now you know what it is to run an underground church in uh, in Beijing, China. So, well, 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 welcome to the team. 
Let's go back to call sign Metro. Metro, thanks for holding on. When we interrupted you, you said you were talking to a friend about, I don't know, what was going on in the world, and then I we ran out of time. So hopefully that helps you get your spot back. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's more or less, I mean, we can't vote uh, for people to, uh, you know, have a certain faith or anything like that. And, and I would agree with what you were alluding to earlier is that a lack of uh, true north and a, and a moral compass of sorts uh, is definitely playing a huge role in here, not to mention what people are eating is playing a role, what, sure. you know, who people are hanging out with is playing a role. But it just seems like we can't get our feet under us uh, to fix this. And things just progressively, you know, have us scratching our head going, what the heck is going on? So the question is, can we fix this place through an, the election process? Right? I mean, that, right. so so that's a question, not just me and call sign, but all of you guys and girls out there right now. Can America be fixed through the election process? Call sign, what's your answer? Is it a yes or a no? Uh, I mean, it's not looking good. I'll say that. I mean, uh, I'm always one to to hold out hope or whatever, but, you know, wish in one hand and never mind. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tricky because I don't think anyone, I don't think the right people are motivated for the right reasons. And I think that's how we find ourselves spinning our wheels here. You know, politicians are following the money. Uh, people aren't figuring out that the more they vote, the more they fail to realize that these politicians aren't fixing anything. They're just making it worse in large part. So we're sending these broken people to, to Congress who's what happens is broken, broken. Sure. and they know that they're, what happens is their number one motivation is re-election. Right? right. No matter what their so original motivation about. was. They could have various motivations to run for office, but once they get a taste of it, it's tough for these girls and boys not to want to not get reelected and do whatever's necessary, including not doing the right things or being very stagnant or not speaking out to make sure they don't, they don't, I mean, they don't want to rile the boat up, right? Because they want to get reelected. Right. And what, and so what did the Trump... Power corruption... So what did the yeah. Trump president? I mean, did Trump did Trump run a, a you know like a, a perfect thing here? No, but what he did do right is he was such a disruptor as the president of the United States because he wasn't in the swamp. He wasn't part of the swamp. That all parts of the swamp all started whether they worked together or they all just hated him because he was the disruptor. Okay, and then of I course don't know that I buy that. I don't know that I buy that in whole because I've seen the video of a uh, what's the press dinner that they have? The White House pr- uh, correspondence uh, one. Yes, the correspondence dinner. Yeah, I mean I've seen video of Trump pr- uh, thanking Hillary and Bill for being there, and you know speaking rather nice things about them. Um, now that's one anecdote. Sure, I get it, but I mean. So remember, the guy, the guy, contrary to everything that people were seeing in the media, Donald Trump ran for office because Barack Obama berated him at that same dinner you're talking about. That's when he decided he was going to run for president and show Barack Obama. 
and that's what he did. But what happened was, if you look at the full court press across the board on trying to kill Trump, from before he was ever inaugurated, I'd never seen anything like that. Ever. The, the press, right? Republicans, Democrats, and then, of course, the entrenched bureaucracy of, of Washington, D.C. Yeah, he was popular uh, before he decided to, to run. Um, and then it all, you know, all went AWOL. I mean, I mean, look at Mitch McConnell, right? He he shoots his mouth off that we shouldn't see all, all, all anything that's available with the January sixth investigation. I mean, yeah, I mean, what does that tell you? Is that raising anybody? Is is anyone going? Whoa, whoa, red flag! We can't see the J six tapes. What's up? What's wrong with that? What what could that possibly do for us to just be provided with more information? And, so, and somebody's going like, whoa, Mitch, what are you talking about? So the person, the people who are going to get the hurt the most by it were the people that put that kangaroo court together of the J6 commission that had no Republicans on it. And please don't tell me Kinzinger and Liz Cheney. Okay. Bingo. And, all right. And they, and they, they controlled, they, 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 they narrowed the focus for what they wanted to show you. Right. And then you had a media that was not intellectually curious enough or cared because they wanted this to be that that story had to be a hundred percent true what they were being sold. You said, "Well, you only showed us a total of an hour of forty thousand hours of of tape." Could a we see perfectly curated video that would run a dagger through your argument? Correct, right? And they oh. didn't they didn't even ask for it until Tucker Har- Carlson got it two weeks ago. Right, Matt. What were you uh-huh. going to say? I saw you leaning up on the mic. So to Metro's point and to the point of the discussion, can elections fix this? The line in the middle keeps moving to the left. The middle keeps moving to the left, right? Every time we circle back, we always talk about compromise or, you know, uh, each side giving a little bit. We're well, just fighting for lost ground at this point. Right. And that's, that's the point I wanted to make. Can you fix it in an election? Sure. But look at the gnashing of teeth and wailing that happened uh, to back to the discussion when Trump was elected in 2016. Look at that. And right. he moved the line to back the middle line back to the right, maybe just a little bit, or he tried to. And look at what happened, the outcry. So um, to your point, I, I, don't, I don't know, Metro. I don't know, Chris. I, I don't know. Can we move it? So let me, let me throw another dynamic in here, right? So the people that are in office now, we have more to the hard left and more to the hard right than we've ever had at any one time, I think, right? So even if you look at the state legislature, uh, on the uh, especially on the Republican side, you replaced some more moderate conser- slash conservatives with hard, some of these kind of nutties, right? All right. And so that's going on across the board. So what's happening is you have more hard left, more hard right. Then you throw gerrymandering and during redistricting, which reinforces how that dynamic works. And so then there's this huge unwashed middle. Right. Who doesn't know where to go with any of this stuff. So the trick is in the end is how does the great unwashed middle get back into business? In elections, and how does how does each side present its case, right? Now, if you look at a traditional a traditional Republican argument, less government, more taxes, or less government, less taxes. So you look at that traditional argument, 
You can sell that to the middle, I think, with these vax mandates, because there are a lot of people maybe in the middle that did not want to get the vaccine. So there right. are ways you can sell the argument to the middle. You just have to be thoughtful about it. So the, yeah. t- the tests are not concerned that corporate interests are, aren't oh, that's throwing money other. at you to get you to be quiet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other so, thing. Did I say the quiet part out loud? No, you're, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> what, what, what companies own the big uh, news media agencies, right? That's a problem, right? Then you look Black at the- Vanguard. Vanguard, BlackRock, all that stuff. I mean, Russell Brand went off on this this week on uh, Marr and Tucker Carlson this week talking about that, right? Uh, oh, oh, Chris, Chris, hold on, hold on. I think I see a black van following me all the time. Oh. Better be quiet. Now, if, 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 it has, if, if it has a diagonal red line along the side, it could be the A-team. It may not be an actual, <laughs> it may not be a G-van. I'm just telling you that. George Papard. Yeah, but... Could be B.A. Baracus driving that thing. I mean, not like, oh, Mr. T, I was going to say, not like Mr. Mr. T's dead, I think, right? Did he die, Mr. T? I believe so. All right. <laughs> rest in peace wherever rest you are. Peace, Mr. T. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the um, watch you still alive. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, let's do this. We're we're gonna we're gonna ask Google because this is what we do here. Hold on, hold on. Let's ask her. Hold on. Is Mr. T still alive? Here is information from Wikipedia. Oh, th- th- you didn't help me at all. He's seventy. He's still alive. Years old. Oh, wow. Thank oh, God. Wow. Oh. Is, that, is, that egg, is that egg on my face? Sorry, oh, Mr. Boy. T. I can't believe I shoved you in the grave that early, my friend. Um, so then you take, um, we talked about that. You talked about the, the corporate America, but let's, let's get, I want to get back to the unwashed middle. So let's talk about the Arizona elections. We're an Arizona show, right? So the Democrats have been crapping the place up publicly for the last two years, right? Taking advantage of pandemics and all the craziness that's been going on. Okay. Raging inflation, right? Vax mandates, all of these things. So if we could go back in the Wayback Machine and the general election of Arizona had just regular Republicans, right? Mm-hmm. Not the hard right MAGA, some of them okay, some of them nutballs of Fincham, Lake, and Abe Hamaday. Do we win? Okay. Do we win those seats, right? Without having the hard MAGA angry stink on them. Right? Does does Karen Taylor Robeson beat Katie Hobbs? Probably. Probably not. You don't think, I think she? So? You, I, I I think Karen Taylor Robeson would have beaten Katie Hobbs, because I okay. think and I don't like I didn't I didn't endorse her either. I endorsed Paula the the uh, the biscotti queen in the primary. Okay, I didn't like Carrie Lake right. or KTR, and but KTR had money where Carrie Lake had no money, right? And I think there were a lot yeah. more negatives to uh, Carrie Lake, right? KTR was Doug Ducey, uh, a female version of Doug Mo- uh, Ducey, is yeah. what she was. Exactly. So, well, I mean, uh, I guess the only thing that, that you know, that I would, uh, I mean, you know, and I don't uh, want this to sound like too heavy or anything, but this this country is controlled by the consent of the governed. And when people take a stand and say, no, we're not doing this or we're not doing that or whatever, uh, there's nothing that they can do. If people are united in, hey, you can't do that to these people, we're not doing X, Y, or Z, 
It's the consent of the governed, period, the end. We don't give consent, they can't do anything. You're correct, so, right? Because I mean, the, only, the only way we were, gonna get, we were really going to ever get away from that overreach of the lockdowns was the government right. needing to ignore, the, ignore their crap. Right, people having a block party and say, send the cops and, you know, see if we care. I'll, I'll, I'll always you know, or, I, or, or whatever. I mean, I always know, I always go back. I always go disobedience. Absolutely. So I always go back to Gandhi on the salt march. Right, they're walking, and then those guys with those really big sticks, and they quietly walk, and the first two or three rows of guys get cracked over the skull. Right, and then yeah. the people cracking them over the skull go, "What are we doing?" And then everyone walks, and they they go get their salt. That's the way this works. Yeah. Right. Uh, pe- peaceful civil disobedience, and. Yes, sir. I think I think it crumbles pretty quick. I would wholeheartedly concur. I would strenuously concur. Metro, good call, man. I got to get going to break, but uh, call again, man. All right, Chris. All right, be good, guys. You too. Have a good day. That's the uh, call sign, Metro. Seven forty-nine in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson. We're uh, remembering the year 1988 with a our playlist today. The year that IBM severely reduced their uh, Severely reduced their workforce and sent really was the tipping point. Sorry, Zach. Zach. Uh, Zach with three Z's. Um, but uh, kind of the uh, tipping point of uh, Tucson uh, falling down the economic hole. Wake up, Tucson. Gordon Sumner, let's do it. Uh, thanks to Call Sign for a good deep dive discussion there. Uh, you're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. It's interesting to watch what's going on with the border, uh, with the uh, what happened. You know, no one knew what a Matamoros was until the last few days. Except for an old country song. That's true. That's true. Um, so as a guy who has done lots of tours in New Mexico over the last 10 years with our good friend Robert Feynman, the Mexican Moses, as we like to call him, a Jew who likes to lead those across the desert to the promised land. Um, when we talk, when people say, "Well, how the how the how the tour's doing?" Right? They would say over the years, right? And I'd always say, it's always about the news cycle, right? There's always going to be hardcores who don't care, right? We we all have friends that are they have places in Rocky Point. They're going down there all the time. They they don't care. They get it. They got it. Right, but for the average American, the idea of Mexico—it's always been a two-way thing. It's always it's a multi-pronged problem in a way, right? One, it's always about news cycle, even things that have nowhere near where you're going to be. To me, the most direct thing—it was—I mean, it was so stupid for the Mexican government to do this—is when they uh, there was like some El Chapo guy, and he was at uh, Bella Serena down on uh, uh, Sandy Beach in. Um, Rocky Point, and then the gunships. Remember the gunships <laughs> to go nab this guy? It's like, you didn't need gunships to get this guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he was armed, but but it, just nab him. He's in his underwear. Let's go. But um, the Russians have plutonium tea. You could have just given him some of that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> spray it on him while he's... Uh, what's Is that the or stuff... fall out of a window. That, what's the that's stuff that they sprayed on the guy at the uh, uh, London department store? Remember it was the spy... That they said the Russians sprayed something on him that poisoned him or something. Vaguely remember this. You know, spray him while he's at JJ's. Come on, let's go. Well, but not when he gets in JJ's, but right before. So it's always about news cycle. 
And the Mexican, the country of Mexico is possibly the worst marketer of tourism humanly possible. Never consistent. They have no plan. And I remember sitting with, uh, I think it was Enrique. He was one of the the Mexican consul here in Tucson. Had lunch with him and he was asking me why, how can I get more Americans to come down to Sonora and Rocky Point and things like that? Because we were doing these tours, right? We were were like the only people doing these tours on that kind of big of a basis. And for Rocky Point, I always told him for Americans, if you want to make it, you got, you got to, uh, you got to expand that highway between the border and Rocky Point needs to be two. It needs to be four lanes with a divider at least. And you have to make sure that they have a Wi-Fi connection uh, all the way from Sonoida. Put repeaters out there, whatever you need to do technologically wise. And you need to have a uh, Rocky Point app that if something ever happened, you got a flat tire or something, you press the magic button and the, uh, the federales show up and help you out or someone helps you. But we don't do things like that. They, you know, they wanted to keep bullcrapping everyone about doing cruise ships out of Rocky Point. So in the end, um, you know, I guess there's been a little bit of saber rattling from Biden about, you know, we're going to do something about my border. They're not doing nothing. They're not doing nothing. They're not doing nothing about Sex trafficking, fentanyl, the people killed down there. Another thing with a lot of these stories, you also have to find out how they develop, right? I remember we used to go to we used to go to Sonora. Uh, we used to go to Nogales, Sonora for Christmas shopping. We'd have this amazing meal at uh, La Roca, and then go shopping and rodeo liquors and tchotchkes and gifts and things like that. Very fun time. And I remember about a week before they said an American woman uh, was killed in uh, Nogales, Sonora. And people were like, oh, my Lord. And then, you know, I said, let's let this breathe a little bit, right? And then we found out that basically it was an American woman who was shot in a car. And um, I guess she had, uh, you know, she had uh, bags of um, cocaine in her underwear. And I'm sitting there going, I don't think this is someone going over there just to get a uh, cheap bottle of tequila at Rodeo Liquors or seeing her dentist. So we shall see. All right. So Hans von Spakovsky is up next from the Heritage Foundation. We're going to be talking some election integrity stuff on a national basis. Wow. The chopper. Oh, freedom one. I mean... This is this is you know, this was uh, shelved when we when the station sold because they were worried about liability of Ed being and so you got the chopper back. Ed told me where the keys were, so. Oh yeah. my lord. Yep. Well, when we come back, uh, Hans von Spiskowski, eight fifteen. Matt's going to do traffic out of Freedom One, and then hopefully Schweikert's calling at eight thirty. Wake up. <laughs> 